There comes a moment when you've exhausted all your options while simultaneously coming across a product that reinvents your notion about what an honest and high quality company looks like. The Healing Rose was the catalyst to that very moment for me. The Healing Rose Company is a female-owned Massachusetts CBD company based out of Newburyport that prides themselves in using only the best USDA-certified organically sourced ingredients for their vast line of therapeutic products. Their line stretches from lip balms, tinctures, skin balms, roll-on oils, and bath products. Their transparency places them above the rest with third-party tested results showcasing their intolerance to toxic pesticides, solvents, metals, and harmful elements. They provide full-spectrum CBD in many of their products, excluding their tinctures, which carry a broad-spectrum profile, ideal for not having to worry about any low-level THC, which is common for many CBD products. That one's my favorite, and it's good on the palate. Full-spectrum means that they extract from the hemp plant an array of different therapeutic cannabinoids along with CBD and their profile terpenes. The combination results in a greater outcome of healing and relaxation for any individual's needs. Whether you are an athlete looking for any recovery advantage, a patient in need of some relief to remind yourself that you are still a warrior, or someone who sees the frontiers of life with a little reserve and want to calm the mental storms that keep you from personally exploring, the Healing Rose CBD Company is here for your full body and mind optimization. Please visit thehealingroseco.com to explore their diverse line of products and support one of New England's best rising stars in an industry where ethics are fundamental and a company like this will only be found sitting at the throne of it all. Use the code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit thehealingroseco.com and use the promo code SAGAS at checkout for 10% off your purchase. To the many martial artists, entrepreneurs, dreamers, and thinkers, how often, for your own sake, would you love a symbolic reminder of your mentality and the perfect dichotomy to match? Murder Nerd is an independent clothing apparel line that represents the sharp, relentless focus towards personal growth and athletics. It embodies the vitality of their creative owners and the network of people who run on the same frequency. Why not elevate your frequency in comfort and style? Visit www.MurderNerdsFitness.com for their personal line of shirt and hat wear. Enter the promo code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit MurderNerdsFitness.com and enter the promo code SAGAS for 10% off your purchase. All right, let's do this. We're here again. So, let's see. Well, yet again, I am uh, somewhere. I'm in a Home Depot parking lot, uh, waiting for my wife's uh, booster ketamine infusion to go down, because they take a little while. So I just end up going out and either grabbing a bike to eat or exploring the town or getting some shit done. So I'm here, because I need some random shit, of course. Um, but it felt like it was a good time to bring something up that is nice and hot in 
the corners of my mind right now. Uh, let's see. So, you know, this, this is something that I, I have, uh, I think everybody sees to a certain degree. How to distinguish it can be a little difficult. Um, and it's still difficult for me. It's very multi-layered. Um, but once you see it and once you find it, it's a, um, you know, I think it just, it, it's able to condition your ability to read people. And that's important in not being uh, tricked or putting yourself in danger or being too vulnerable um, to a degree with different emotions with a person, whatever it is. And, and let's see, I think this came to surface because there was a moment of exposure that can happen with these, with these type of people. So, you know, let me see if I can bring a little context to this. Like, for me, myself, I know that I'm engaging in something that is a path to a healthy amount of self-realization, right? And I'm playing around with different psychological mechanisms that flirt into more, I don't know what you would call it, maybe mythological, esoteric places. You know, because I talk about archetypes, I talk about Carl Jung, I talk about all these different ideas to better identify your your thinking, your path, so that they feel a little more anchored and that you can uh, you can allow them to kind of guide you and push you towards a better understanding of just yourself or life or, or whatever it is, all for the means of just feeling better, being happier, um, and really kind of becoming more resilient in a life that can continuously um, want to disappoint you if you allow it to. Because it does. It's just it's not nothing. It's not consistent. You know. And in a, in in a way, it's it shouldn't be. But I guess that's a different that's a different thing. That's a different idea. So. I know this and, and I know that I'm on this and I know that I'm trying and what I also know and that I have fallen victim to on occasions and I'm not saying this in a place where I truly know and that I can distinguish when this happens all the time but just knowing when it happens once is, is healthy and it's this idea of at least knowing that there is a possibility for like an ego inflation on the path to self-realization or some people would call it self-enlightenment, right? I know words can be very buzzy and triggering, you know, I don't like hearing the enlightenment, right? But, you know, it's a, it can be a good word used in the right context in learning something you know it's a you know it, it's a real translation from just good old 
maybe practical modes of wisdom, like in literature or whatever. I understand that part of it. You know, but in this day, like a lot of words, you know, things have gotten pretty hijacked. And this kind of has to do with that hijacking. Like, it's, it's good to know that on your path to getting better, you can actually grow your ego because you think that you know more than what you know. And, and it's hard to kind of, um, I think it's hard to really know when that's happening because you're really excited. You're excited that you feel like you found something that's helped you. And it's helped you so much that you think that you see the proof in, in your life because Maybe a relationship has gotten better, or your health has gotten better, or whatever, whatever aspect has, uh, has been helped by this process. So you're excited, you feel that you've discovered an answer. And in discovering this answer, you feel that you are now the arbitrator of what works, what is correct, what is right and in your excitement you feel you need to share it honestly prematurely a lot of times so I'm like all right just like there is a path to better understanding yourself for your greater health there must also be a path to kind of a state of delusion built into this path. There must be. There has to be. And in my learning about myself as best as I can, I'm learning about that delusion because I'm seeing it manifest in a lot of different ways. And and in the end, when you see that, and if that delusion spreads, it's a disservice to the original path, the original possible choices that someone at the beginning of their journey could make. Because how do I explain this? Because people that are very vulnerable and trying to find some kind of um, thing to help with their confusion or their path, they're easy. It's easy to latch on to stuff, and sometimes you might end up latching on to a thing, or an idea, or a person that you don't realize is incredibly ego-driven with their dispensing of what they may think is wisdom. So along with my practice on, my, on 
my own personal practice, I'm trying to practice on being able to distinguish these things so that I myself can see it more and then don't fall into these traps. You know, what I've come across is this kind of thing like I would, I, there are some things that are defined and there are some things that I might actually, uh, like, I've, I've kind of named it something. I, I, I'd call, I would call it some light of a pseudo-enlightened self-interest, right? And, and there's a lot of layers to this. And this is just one layer. And it's this kind of layer of like, the dispensing of ideas, the giving people your so-called knowledge and wisdom can kind of be a mechanism to furthering your idea that you're doing the right thing. Because you think something has worked and in needing to prematurely share it, you're insecure if you're actually making the right decision. So you need validation from people telling you, man, this has worked for me, man, this is right. Hey, you're doing a good job. Which then creates a whole nother problem for you, which is, oh, I am doing the right thing. So let me continue doing this to then make myself more valid in my pursuit, but then also I need people to kind of give me this feedback, which then just kind of elevates your ego, right? I'm doing the right thing. Yes, it's, I'm, I have the answers and you need me to get them. And it's like, you know, I, I could be wrong in this, right? But the act of just prematurely telling people what has worked with you, with the flavor and spiced vibe that you have been making a mistake your whole life is a perfect sign that the person giving the information is insecure about their actual idea, isn't actually embodying the real idea, along with not being humble enough to know that you can't you can't spread knowledge with a degree of a pre-assumed insult, right? That's what it is. You have been born and lived in such an ignorant way that I pity you. And in taking in my information, you will now be a part of my greater plane of living. It's easy to see this. It's easy to see this and I hate it. And it's a disservice to the reality 
of good practices, good personal practices to unwind sadness and pain and trauma and then work on compassion, empathy and insight and developing good intuition, right? These are all real things. But it's like we're in a, a, a day and age where because we can speak our voices and put out whatever we want at the whim of a button, which yes, you, we could say that this is what I'm doing right now, right? I understand that. I know that I'm putting myself in a fucking place where I can be easily ridiculed and that's fine. And, and, and I prepared myself to welcome that because there's nothing no one's going to tell me that I either haven't told myself that I haven't ridiculed myself over or that I really won't be open to interpret, right? I'm not going to be blocked off to, to my wrongness in things. And, um, and that's fine. And I also recognize that I still run on ego and that I can be an asshole, you know, and that I can be aggressive in a way. But I try to aim all of those things to to the proper places. And yes, in the end, maybe I shouldn't even be doing that, but I'm not there yet. I'm okay aiming my aggression towards things that may actually deserve them. And it's not making me feel good in the end. It's just kind of an I, I, it's, it's kind of an idea that some things deserve to be told their reality when they're hurtful. And I say that in the context of like being able to point out people that do this. And in the end, find out that unfortunately through whatever experiences that they've had that have brought them insecurity and sadness and confusion, that they still have it and that they're using the tool of the wellness path, we can call it, to to demean people. They've weaponized their self-righteous pursuit. And the problem is that there are some people that can gravitate towards this kind of demeaning way of waking people up. So then they reinforce that initial person's ego by telling them they've done a good job or that you are correct or I am so with you right? These are just other people that may have an ego run wild and want to be a part of a group that feels that they have the key to life's issues while demonizing everybody else who doesn't know how to get there as well. Never mind whatever the tactics that you're using to actually elevate people's minds into thinking about things. We have 
a million different kind of methodologies into creating meaning in people's lives. Whether you think the answer lies in the stars, what alignments tell you, or whether it's vibrations and frequencies, any of these things you can prime your mind into being hypersensitive to a place that feels like when you see these things and you find them, that they are signs and symbols to confirm your path, to confirm your wisdom. It's just priming the mind. And a good friend of mine told me, it's like, it's as simple as when you want to buy a Toyota Tacoma, how many fucking Tacomas do you see on the road? All of a sudden you see tons of them, right? It's that phenomenon. And you can do that with other things. And wonderful. That, that, if that elevates your, what do you want to call it? Your consciousness to a place where it's become more optimistic and less lost, then I myself will congratulate you. But it's in the aftermath of the discovery that I have a lot of problem with because people get drunk and toxic with their so-called knowledge that they now feel that they're some kind of exclusive person and that they themselves have the key to finding it and that they will give you the answer and that anybody who doesn't want to find the answer with that modality or um, isn't ready to find it then you're on kind of a lower sapien level than they are. And that someday you will come groveling to the almighty oracle for the answer. And until then, you can wallow in your ignorance and sorrows and pains and all of these things. All while never realizing that so much of this path is such a personal path it doesn't always need to be shared. It doesn't always need to be given out to people. And that maybe the greatest power in actually doing it in the most honest and humbling way is to just live by example, right? If you're able to live and radiate in a way that contrasts so much of the suffering that other people have, People will gravitate towards you. People will come to you personally. People will just take a risk and live in the way that you live without even talking to you. But because they see the results of the way you live, they will decide, I need to do this just like they did this. I need to stumble onto a book. I need to expose something about myself. I need to just talk or have a conversation with someone that I just didn't and that if I did I can dismantle something negative in my life all because you just do it in your life you live it there are no courses there are no paid subscriptions to enlightenment or bettering yourself right Like in the, and 
I find that the trickery is that some of it can work. And that's the bummer. Some of it can work. But because it doesn't enforce the idea of self-power and self-momentum and that there needs to be kind of a, I would say, quote-unquote, teacher subscription that you're always kind of yearning for more. You're always yearning for, ah, what else do they have for me? You know? And there's never any integration. Like, that's the whole point of making it everlasting. Integrating some of these good things that you've learned. Integrating some of these humbling moments. All right, how will I put this into practice today? How will I do this in my conversations? How will I do this in whatever? In my own internal dialogue. Because the harder you kind of push that integration, it just becomes an automation. You become just an automatic habit. There is a new default network that you can now work in. Or really not work in because it's just doing it on its own. You just have to condition it. But there's no talk of that. Because if there's no talk of that, then I don't need to fucking come back to you for more wisdom. More answers. I don't need to continue to pay you. Right? And believe me, I get it. This is going to like ruffle some fucking feathers. But I've just come across too many frauds as of lately. And I see how hurtful and how detrimental these frauds are to people and really to the greater cause of just kind of bettering yourself. We've monetized. We've corporatized. And almost industrialized this self-help journey for people. And on one end, it's good. Maybe it's just it's more available to more people. We've never needed more self-awareness than we do now. It's easy to not be self-aware. Because life is just kind of... constantly creating better, new and better distractions, which pulls you away from just this idea. So good, maybe it's just more widespread and more people can grab it. But in expanding and making something more widespread, you're going to find more charlatans. You're going to find more frauds because of this overexcitement of the answer that then now perpetuates a need to be validated because they themselves have continued to ride their unfortunate situation. They actually haven't let go of the pain that's driven them to be this entitled, all-knowing person because you can then now see it. You don't help somebody by insulting them in the same breath as trying to give them the answer to their problem. 
Like I said, that's the first sign of, of being able to read this and see it. And there's just something important about being able to distinguish it. And if you so choose to, calling them out. Because if more people see them as a fraud, then more people will end up turning away, being able to see it themselves and other practices, other people that will then narrow their scope onto healthier things. Maybe a maybe towards a healthier mentorship if you feel you need mentorship or a teacher or something by good example, you know? Seeing all the fraudulent shit, I think lets you see the honesty a little easier. But because we're all kind of reaching for what we can at the beginning stages of our pain or confusion or whatever you want to call it, it's hard to distinguish between the two because we just want something that helps us. We feel like shit. And in these half-truths that people can give out, it's easy to latch onto those when you're in that vulnerable state. I've done it. I've seen it. I've let some things go. I've let some people go. Embarrassed that they were judgmental little pricks. And then in doing so, I see, I see better people. I see better practices. I see better language in maybe some of these methodologies. Language can be such a hilarious thing with this shit. But, you know, some people resonate to a certain type of language. So I'm not trying to throw out the baby with the bathwater type of thing here. It's just try to recognize when somebody doesn't have your real self-interest at heart in the way that they give information, in the way that they carry themselves, and in the way that when you try to get them to boil down their methodology, their ideology, They crumble to the weight of the ego that is actually still there. And you, and, and you see it. And you are 100% better off for it. And there are traps in this path. Right? There's something called the map trap. And that's in the beginning where you're just looking for any type of good information, looking for any guru, any person that might have like a good answer. You're just bouncing back and forth from all of these different things. And that in itself is a trap because there's just almost too many things to look at, too many things to take in. Never, never moving on from just this beginning stage of finding who has the answer, you know? And I can understand that trap. You just feel so bad. You're just like, I got to keep looking. I got to 
find something that makes sense to me. You know, the, and then there's the something called the fundamentalist trap. Right, where when you find it, you're so excited. Oh my God, here we go. It is evangelical time. Nothing else can penetrate what has worked for you. So now we just subscribe to this one thing and we're going to push this hard. Why should I? Well, because it worked for me. I'm better, aren't I? I'm healthier, aren't I? And it just keeps going and going and going. The realm of power trap, there's the enlightenment trap, the actual place where you think you know more than what you know. Totally disregarding just the continuum of learning. The everlasting continuum of learning. No, you have made it, my friend. You are now enlightened. There is nothing that can get in now because there is nothing more. You know, and the only way to maybe get out of that trap is to allow more information, allow more mentorship. And if that mentorship doesn't humble you, then you're looking at the wrong teachers, listening to the wrong people. Because if all your mentors really just kind of boost where you are in this path, you're in the wrong place. You know, I parallel it to martial arts. You go to a school and you grapple and you're tapping everybody out, you need to leave. You need to leave. There is no one there to actually teach you anything. There's no one there to humble you and to show you that you have faults in your game. You've got to go. But it's easy to not want to go. Fuck this, I'm the man. My grappling is the best. My grappling is at a high level. I am destroying all these people. It's toxic. It's, well, it's intoxicating. God, does it feel good. But that is the prime example of the opposite end of what that journey is supposed to teach you. A continuous grinding into your ego to let you know that there is more to learn forever and always. And these are traps and I see motherfuckers in all levels of these traps. And, you know, there's a couple reasons I bring this up. But one of them is just, I'm just seeing it more because I myself, like a lot of us, are just trying to get better. And it doesn't always come just brainstorming on your own with zero influence. This is the beauty of just interaction. And really the beauty of the other side of this kind of coin of too much information, that you can find things that do help you and that you're not alone and you shouldn't do this alone.
It's, it's cultivating a good filter for bullshit. Because there's a lot of bullshit. And a lot of fraud pieces of shit that disguise themselves as something that they're not. And I've seen a lot of it lately. And I've had some pretty heavy interactions with a few personally. And I'm sure that in my greater enlightened self, I could have handled it in a different way, with different language, or maybe not have handled it at all. Who am I to handle anything? But there's something to be said about being from the school of not allowing people to bully people. And a lot of this stuff can come off very bullying to people that want to get better but don't know how. And in the way of either dragging people along that have already subscribed to you or demeaning people who do need help but you've insulted them because of the state that they're in, but you still want them to come with you, that in itself is bullying. And that shit I just can't stand for. In real life, in my face, on all this fucking social media shit, it's easy to. Everybody thinks they have the answer. And what that looks like varies a lot. And for me, yes, maybe it's not my greater, most optimal mental state. But I think it's deeply important to expose these people. And you gotta know who they are. And maybe it takes a little time because they're clever and they're good and maybe they are helping some people and all these things. But if the needle kind of leans more towards the other side and you really poke and prod them, they will expose themselves. They really will. And it's gonna look ugly. And I'm not here to be the great filter for all these fucking people, no. But if I see it long enough and it resembles enough bullying, something's gotta be said, you know? My personal button for all this shit is like way deep down. It takes a lot to push this button. But when it's pushed, you know, unfortunately, it's uh it's um it can be my most non-proud moment. But at the same time, I have it with no regret because of everything I've just kind of told you.
so I don't know. I just, I was, this is something that has always needed to be said, but a couple things just kind of brought it to the surface a lot lately. And this is just kind of the frequency that I'm in right now. And I felt that it was important to talk about this. Um, and it's not that I am the creator of just seeing this. I go out and I look for information that pertains to this. And the more that I've, more than the more that it's helped, people have helped me recognize these things, I've been so much better off, you know? And my big thing is the bullying part. And the detrimental end game to some of these tactics. Because now you're just, you're not left to your own devices with your own wisdom to then practice. You're left with a greater ego than when you came in while still needing the source of the knowledge. And don't you come in and come out of this life on your own. These are practices that should be created into a, a, should be elevated to a very powerful degree that you hold on your own because you have conviction in it and you believe in it and you know it. And you have vetted it through a very difficult filter so that you yourself don't end up like one of these egomaniac charlatan frauds that peddle their half-truths and do a disservice to positive thinking. So, I don't know, this is it. I hope everybody is enjoying their new year. It's kind of a shit show in the beginning of it, but things will get better. Things will always get better. And if it comes down to you seeing it better, then that's what you got to work on. So let's just try to see it better, I guess. All right, guys. Peace and love. Have a good day.